Live from Chicago, Illinois, hosting WGN's Nightside, Mike Heideman and Paul Farvar. Welcome, 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 welcome in WGN listeners. This is your hosts, Mike Heideman. Paul Farvar here, but uh, who was that guy that, that was our new... Uh, our manager decided to do that? Yeah, yeah. We have a new uh, sound guy, actually. I hired him for the weekend, and he decided to put us something else uh, together. You know, that's... I like the music. It sounds like a band that I was once in in the 70s. But <laughs> You grouped like this? Yeah. You slap a debased? No. Oh, okay. Well, that was Ernie St- Scanton, in fact, our WGN uh, imaging guy. Got it. He's amazing. He is, He sounds fantastic. Well, you sound fantastic. I have to hire fantastic. him to do all my intros. <laughs> I think he's available. Paul, it's so good to see you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, likewise, man. we got a great show coming up, huh? Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, we're here on the night side. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Just so you know, um, my my name is Mike. I, I just produced the show you listened to with Andrea Darlis and Patty Vasquez. Paul, you're a world-famous comedian. I wouldn't say world-famous, but speaking of world-famous comedians, we do have one coming up later. Uh, he's the seven-time uh, holding champion of that title here in Chicago, Marty DeRosa. Oh, I love him. Yeah. we're gonna, so good. We're going to talk to him. Uh, we're going to play a new game that uh, we created called Point counterpoint i think and we've got some fun games where people can uh win uh win prizes call if they call in 312-981-7200 we may play what's paul eating (gasps) very popular very popular game from the pretty late with patty vasquez days we want to call it out and uh but we have uh what we have wheeler walker you interviewed wheeler walker too that's going to be amazing yes wheeler walker jr who is one of the only artists who has not a single song on the radio but yet reached the top of the country music charts and has sold millions of albums without a single song no promotion on the radio it's kind of a cool interview and i'm excited to uh, to dive in the, to that with you it just goes to show you if you have a cool name anything is possible in life. <laughs> see like paul farver it's not gonna work marty well, Rosa, you almost have everything it's already there for the taking at that point if you have a great name yeah it's gonna work well, how about a strong last name like Heidemann? It's just no, that's that's not gonna. It's gonna hurt it you. Yeah, I know. I, it has hurt me. Farvar is also. It sounds good, but when people see it, they're like, "Oh." Is there a law about how many syllables a person's name can be in order for it to be, you know, effective or have a punch? Well, Paul, you're a lawyer, so how? What is that? What's that? <laughs> that's law? two syllables. Ro- for Roger's Farvar. my lawyer. Farvar is three <laughs> syllables, <laughs> but uh, Schwarzenegger is seventeen syllables. The, the real, <laughs> if you same. pronounce it the right way. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't think there is. I, there, I don't think oh, it's a okay. syllable so much as how it sounds and how cool your name sounds. Got like. it. Wheeler Walker, I mean, man. Well, that rolls off the tongue. Of course, it's yeah. probably not his real name. It's, I'm guessing yeah. it's not, and I also know it's not. You, you know what? That's a great tease. We'll, we'll tease that, and we'll find out later. But that wonderful voice you heard in the newsroom is Mr. Roger Baddish. Roger, it's great to see you again. Always, always, guys. Good to be with you again. Oh, it's so great. Well, I, got- I, I love how you just multitask, Michael. It's just like you're everywhere. <laughs> The man, he lives here. Part of the wall in the uh, engineer's room actually falls out. It's kind of like one of those old beds Mm -hmm. that comes out from the wall. That's where he lives. It's a Murphy bed buried (laughs) within our uh, our traffic construct, yes. Uh, Behind the glass, we have Mr. Tom Hush. What's going on, Tom? How's it going, guys? Good to see you. Great to see you, too. Great to see you, too. So just like Paul mentioned, we have an amazing show coming up. We have so much show, in fact, that I think that... We should just jump right into it. 
eight. Sorry about that. 7,200. 7,200. That's the number. I almost gave away the guess. I want to talk about the Double Door reopening. Uh, And if people have memories of the Double Door, that's what we want to talk about. That's a legendary venue there. Reopening in Uptown. Uh, Give us a call. 312-981-7200. I was a part of uh, Shishan Boy Productions, a music company that was probably one of the biggest companies in the country for about 17 years. But we uh, we had our anniversary party 15 of the 17 years at the legendary Double Door. And it was wow. always an amazing time. I saw some great concerts there. Um, and it's so good to see them back. I am so excited that they're going back because... What doesn't happen in a lot of music cities is the front page news where a concert venue goes out and everyone in Chicago kind of banded together. Young, old, rich, poor, everybody wanted to see the Double Door continue. And I'm glad that they are. You you had your, your reunion shows there. I saw some of the most raunchy, craziest shows I've ever been to. I saw Albert Hammond Jr. play guitar solo on his back. I saw... Andrew W.K. play with the Ramones at the Double Door. And what were some of your favorite moments at the Double Door? Because there's so many. Sure. Well, definitely me playing there uh, was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I had the best time playing there in my band, Karma Tees. Uh, I got to open. We uh, The bands we worked with, Marcy Playground was one. Uh, we oh, got to open for them. The Marcy Playground. Marcy Playground played there. And here's the thing that what my favorite moment was about them. Um, they were a very talented group of people, I'm sure. Um, but... Uh, it was a, a show where we got to open for them, and uh, they were—they didn't like us opening for them because our uh, the band that we had uh, at the time uh, brought a lot of people. We were probably not as talented as them or as big as them, but we could hustle, and we brought a hundred people to the show. And uh, Marcy Playground played their hit "Sex and Candy" third, and third. the place cleared out. No, <laughs> why would you play the hit that ninety percent of the people are coming to see right up top in your set? Were, were they humble guys? I mean, they were the very situation? talented guys. I okay. will say that. Uh, very good at their craft. And that song, Sex and Candy, has probably paid for a lot, a lot of uh, college tuitions for their children. <laughs> um, but that was a great moment. I saw Ray LaMontagne there uh, in, in 2007. It was just him and his bassist at the time. Great concert as well. Um, I saw God. I don't remember. There was Buffalo Tom. I saw them there. That was one of my favorite bands at the time. One of Nick DiGiulio's favorite bands as well. In fact, we had him coming up on one of our podcasts that Paul and I do together. Two guys, one album, and you can yeah. check that out on WJNRadio.com. This week's was Spin Doctors, which was a concert that I didn't see there. But oh. they did play at the world famous Cubby Bear uh, in the '90s with the Wallflowers, and I remember, as we talked about on the podcast, that mm-hmm. I was I missed out because I was on a, a cruise with my family, and all my friends said how great a concert was. Jeez. And to this day, I never got to see Spin Doctors live. Paul, I feel like we should play some violin music for that moment. <laughs> one no of the biggest regrets of my life. <laughs> yeah, one of the you know when you have to choose family over friends. That was one of those times. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. I know that this is going to be a beautiful memory uh, of Alaska, a cruise that not many people get to have, and I probably should have appreciated. But the whole time I was thinking of. Pocket full of kryptonite by Spin <laughs> Well, at least did you have the baked Alaska at that Alaska trip? I don't remember anything except crying about not being at Spin Doctors <laughs> concerts. Well, it's your fault for getting the back tattoo of them. I mean, that was yours. I thought it was going to last. 
Tom, we talked about how everyone has a memory. Tom, do you have any memories of the double door? That's the sad part. I think I was just a little bit too young to ever go to the uh, to the double door. Young, that makes me feel so it's old. Twenty one and over bar. I know. I couldn't oh. couldn't get in. I dreamed of it. I knew it was integral to the the '90s alternative scene here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. People like Liz Fair and the Pumpkins playing over there. Uh, you know, Jesus and Mary Chain, the Jesus Lizard, uh, Jesus. He no. played there, yeah, a few times actually. <laughs> that was a great show, very heavenly. Yes. <laughs> one of the cool concerts I saw that one of the last concerts I saw there was Harmar Superstar, which was probably oh, one of the best hilarious. shows I've ever seen. And it's funny because I went to see uh, Macaulay Culkin's band was playing there at the time. The Pizza Underground. Pizza Underground. And I went there because it was everyone was like, oh, there's a hard ticket to get in. I was like, oh, I'm going to impress my friends. I can get us in. And we got in and it was, you know, he was okay. But Harmar Superstar was at that point, I became a super fan, and I've wanted to see them every time they come in town. They just played Lincoln Hall recently, too. So. Man, that's so cr- Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the calls that are rolling through, and I'm so excited to take it from the 708. But right now, let's take a quick break. We have a lot of stuff coming up. You're listening to hosts Mike Heideman and Paul Farvar. We have Marty DeRosa coming up. We have What's Paul Eating and taking these calls with your memories of the Double Door coming up. But right now, let's take a quick break here on WGN Radio. Oh man, you're just ru- you're putting salt on the wound, Tom. I, well, you know this is actually in a playlist on uh, called "Songs That Get White People Turned." <laughs> that seems very fitting. Welcome back to WGN Radio. This is host Michael Heideman and Paul Farvar. Uh, we were talking about memories of the Double Door, talking about memories of the Spin Doctors. <laughs> Spin Doctors didn't play there, but I wish they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did do uh, two guys one album podcast this week with them. And I did tag Chris Barron, the singer of Spin Doctors. I'm just hoping he doesn't listen to the episode because you you kind of ripped into him a little bit, Michael. I was I was kind of harsh, but then at the end, of course, we gave him the. I mean, if he does listen, we did give him kudos on keeping that sweet sweet haircut and that goatee he has. Yeah, all on. musicians want to hear about how good they they look as opposed to their music. If you but, can maintain a goatee for over twenty years and in that kind of shape i give you total credit and it doesn't matter if your album sucked well if you guys have uh strong opinions on spin doctors give us a call or text us at 312-981-7200 i do want to before we go to the call about the double door by the way if you guys have calls about uh double door memories let us know or or opinions about the reopening but 708 says uh uh before when we were doing crosstalk with andrea darlis she mentioned she was a joan jett fan uh and stand it to correct me she performed at the chicago fest in navy pier back in the 80s to a standing ovation crowd she was well received I didn't say that. All I said was she said she when she got off the stage in 1983 at Comiskey Park, again, she said she'd never play this town again um, because she got hit with a bottle. Mm-hmm. As, and it wasn't it's not that she's not talented. It was not it was a bad lineup. She was uh, with the police, uh, Flock of Seagulls, The Fix. These were like new wave bands of the 80s. A hard rocker like that just didn't fit and they didn't they didn't appreciate her. You know what that was there? Roger Badish. I bet he was. He might have been the guy who threw the bottle. I'm only saying that because he's not in the news bar. No, he's talking. <laughs> oh, <back>. really? He's <laughs> Actually, I was working working concessions that night. <laughs> That's fine. No, That's but I, I mean, and Joan Jett's very talented. We're not uh, beating her up in any way. I do uh, do not feel the same way about Marcy Playground as I do about Joan Jett's. But I will. That's for another episode of mm-hmm. Two Guys One Album. But we're talking about Double Door. We yeah. have calls about Double Door, right? 
Yes, we do. We got um, Donna on the line. Donna, do you have a story about the double door and Rufus Wainwright, one of our favorite singers? Rufus Wainwright played there before he played Park West when he was first uh, coming on his first album. And uh, he was phenomenal. Then a little while later, when I was going through chemotherapy, I found out that the people who were employed at Double Door had huge hearts. I was there to, to listen to uh, Richard Thompson when he played there with his son. And I was sick as a dog, and the people at Double Door let me sit at the bar, and they kept me hydrated all night long. They were beautiful people, and it was a wonderful concert. I'm so glad Double Door is back. Yeah, they're great. Uh, the staff there was amazing. Uh, Mark DeRosa is uh, one of my favorite bartenders in the city. He worked there. Jesse Ewan, who's done sound there since they opened. Hopefully those guys will be back at the new uh, the new Double Door, Donna. And, I sure hope so. And we are also uh, huge fans of Rufus Wainwright, myself and Michael. I don't know if you listened to our two, our two Guys One Album podcast, <laughs> but we did review uh, Want One. Yes. As, and it, I think it got one of our highest reviews. It uh, did. On it, any of the two guys, one one album podcast. It did. Uh, they just have great taste in music. Well, well, Donna, we think you have really great taste in music. I was going to ask, when you said that he was playing before he even got to Park West, so you must have seen him right from the get-go. It's, what's one of your favorite Rufus's, Rufus albums? Oh, uh, the first one, I think. Yeah. And even, and even though that's not really his first, he, he did a whole bunch of them in Canada that I, I haven't uh, accessed but uh, the first one that he he did uh, in in uh, the states, and, and I think it, it's a fantastic album. It shows a, a breadth and a depth and uh, a quite a creativity of talent. Well, Donna, that sounds awesome, and we're glad you got to see him again. And, and Richard Thompson, if you uh, if you hold on to the line here, uh, Tom will get your number. We're going to give you tickets to the Laugh Factory if you want to come see a show there and get some laughs with uh, myself uh, on Fridays at eight o'clock at Drink Day Laugh. Or everyone's a lawyer, Marty DeRosa, a comedian who's coming up late, will also be on one of those shows coming up. Stick on the phone, Donna, and we'll get your information. Thanks for the call. Oh, thank you. You got it. <laughs> she cut her off while she was thanking us, Michael. She had she had more uh, things to thank us about, I guess. Donna, thanks so much for the call, and keep those calls coming in. We're doing memories of the Double Door, memories of any really Chicago venue, and, and how people were treated. I mean, we talked to Donna just now about how she was treated when she was going through chemotherapy, and how much, you know, just being kind to one another really matters, especially when you're at a show. I think there's some kind of etiquette system, uh, especially here in Chicago when you go to these, uh, these smaller venues. Depends on the concert. I think at certain concerts, people uh as rufus wainwright concerts for sure people mm -hmm. have a lot of etiquette there uh they're higher class people but when you go to like alkaline trio i think <laughs> you're gonna have all kinds i just fired <laughs> i did that because uh, i know our comedian friend marty de is coming up and that's his favorite band of all time we will cover marty de or we'll cover alkaline trio and marty's uh marty's favorite uh memories of double door as well mm -hmm. but what do we got what do we got coming up here do we got to take a break or no yeah we do got to take a break so let's take a break right here we'll be back with the news with roger Baddish and so much more here on WGN's Nightside. Welcome back to WGN's Nightside here on WGN Radio. This is Michael Heideman and host Paul Farvar. It's great talking to you guys. We're talking double door memories. We're talking about all things music. Uh, we have a great, great show coming up, like we mentioned before. Marty DeRosa, one of the best comics in Chicago, is going to in grace the us world, with this. dare you say, dare I say. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, keep calling us about. We're getting texts and calls about concerts. We're going to talk more about uh, Double Door three one two nine eight one seven hundred. When Marty comes in, we're going to talk about celebrity encounters. If you've got celebrity encounters, give us a call three one two nine eight one seven two hundred or text us, and we have prizes to give away. Not only do Ooh. we have tickets to the Laugh Factory, uh, Drink Day Laugh, and Everyone's a Lawyer. But I love those shows. Also have a gift certificate to Lou Milnati's Pizza for somebody who has a good story for us. Mm. It has to be true and accurate because <laughs> we are nothing if we're not true and accurate. But That's the tagline. WGN's Nightside Box yeah, man. This is Michael Heideman and host Paul Farvar. It's good to see you guys. Uh, it's good to have you listening with us. Call in anytime, 312-981-7200. Uh, what's going on, Paul? Well, we're talking about Double Door. Uh, we still got callers. People are calling us. Uh, someone's asking us from the 815, is the attic still in business? Attic. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is, Michael? Um, the it attic? sounds familiar, but there's a lot of places in Chicago, like the store, the um, the room. Store is still around. Store is still around. Legroom is still around. The attic, no, though? I don't know. But Double Door is coming back. That's all that matters. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And I guess we got a caller who's talking about uh, his uh, recollection of the Double Door. Jimmy, you there? I am here, sir. Jimmy, you were at the Double Door and you saw a band? Uh, you know, thanks for having me on. First of all, I'm really, really enjoying the show and, and uh, the topic. Um, thanks, answer your question many times. Uh, Wilco, my favorite band still to this day. Amen, yeah, when, we all love When they were young, just, I mean, you just knew. And then the vibe, I was telling you, the, your, your phone screener, that. Mm-hmm. The vibe of that place was so much different than, you know, going to Metro or Shubas or different places. It really, you know, people were like meant to play there, and you could tell even the the artists like Liz Fair, they were they appreciated the Chicago audience in the in the you know the setting. Um, Baruch Salt, I saw a lot of bands there. I mean, we, we used to go. Salt, I'm yeah. from the south. I'm from the Beverly area on the south side, and we would go up there on the weekends. It was like going to Wisconsin, practically, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, crossing enemy territory on the north side but well worth it and i also heard when i was on hold that you're looking for people who have had celebrity encounters yeah we're going to talk about that yeah but we're going to talk about stop shopping for you guys because i was a house electrician at the hilton (laughs) throughout the 90s oh man i'm elbow michigan and then yes i've met president clinton al gore i've met i've met uh many actresses with rita franklin um paul mccartney my favorite though would be uh can i explain for a minute well tell us who it is first and then we'll jimmy decide. you're on okay. the clock my friend the glenn tape. close oh, glenn yeah. close about a year after fatal attraction came out wow okay and did you get her number because <laughs> no, if not we don't want to hear the story jimmy it seems like it's that's the only way it's going to end good for us well uh you well, i didn't get her about number Wilco. but i did make her laugh oh that's good <laughs> What yes. was the joke? That yeah, you, you got to remember the joke. This this is part of the story. Okay. Is well, it, wait, is it, it racy? It wasn't it... a joke. If you, if you ever saw the movie Fatal Attraction, when the elevator doors closed and the elevator to Hilton, they were mirrored. So I knew who it was immediately, but we were taught to never make a big deal out of a celebrity. So I just kind of, you know, just was standing there holding my tool bag. And then when the elevator doors opened, I turned around and looked at her and I go, I really appreciate your work. And she goes, well, thank you. I go, but let's be honest, you should have never cooked that rabbit. Ah. Uh, yeah, you have to see the movie. No, I saw, I saw the movie. It's a good line. It's a good line, Jimmy. You know what? We're gonna give you. Uh, we're gonna give you some money. prizes. No, we're not gonna give you money. But if you want to come, comedy, comedy. 
We're going to give you tickets to see uh, Drink Day Laugh uh, every Friday at the Laugh Factory, 8 p.m. Uh, stay on the phone. Jimmy, uh, Tom will get your number or your information, and we'll give you those tickets. Thanks for calling, Jimmy. You were talking about Wilco, and we are talking about celebrity encounters. But now we have a celebrity encounter, Michael. Yeah. We I- actually have a celebrity in our presence right now right here you know i'm i'm kind of worried I, I like have paper here i don't know if you should ask for an autograph or just uh we should just get on with the interview this is awesome comedian marty DeRosa coming from a show to come talk to us how you doing marty i'm doing great you guys nailed that i'll paypal you money for calling me a celebrity <laughs> not even local celebrity that just felt that That's felt real nonsense. good that felt real good mm-hmm. marty uh, you get listen i know you walk down the street people are come up to you all the time saying hey i've seen you before it happens sometimes. It, it happens so good. every week. Ah, oh, feels so good. I, I know how it, how, how it <laughs> happens to me, and you're by far a much higher uh, celebrity than I'm. Not even a celebrity. You got to stop saying celebrity. <laughs> People but, are just like, are you that guy that talked about time. that thing? And it'll be like the thing I would not want them to say. And we'll be at like a brunch place. Like my, my girlfriend and I will be at like a brunch place. And they'll be like, oh, you're the guy who talked about that one thing. And I'm like, dude, there's people around. Don't say that in front of everybody. <laughs> it's so. before noon. You can't say yeah. that word. Yeah. No, it makes sense. But you are a celebrity in my book. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, as you know, I've told you that multiple times. And uh, you are also a music fan. You uh, Huge music huge fan. Huge Alkaline Trio fan. You did yep. the two guys, one album. Got the tattoo uh, and everything. Just like all... <laughs> Dudes nearing 40 uh, who listen to <laughs> punk rock in Chicago. As a, as a guy who grew up in Chicago, near Chicago, if you didn't have an Alkaline Trio tattoo, you, then you weren't a real fan of what music. What were you doing? Yeah. yeah. What were you doing? That's Get out your, of here. That's your band. Did you ever see? You saw, they never played at, uh, they never played at Double Door. I never saw them young. at Double yeah. Door. No. Who, what are your Double Door memories, Marty? Less Than Jake. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They destroyed uh, that place. One yeah. of the longest touring bands, and like we mentioned before, the dedication to those white man dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. The basis Florida, has. baby. <laughs> Nothing says Florida more like white guy dreads. <laughs> For over 20 years. So you saw less than Jake there. I saw less than Jake there. And then I think after the show, one of the guys in the band made out with somebody I know's sister. Really? So that was real cool, that too. That was like yeah, your like first, like... Nick's Beer Garden or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nick's Beer Garden. Nick's Beer Garden. Open Nick's, till four. Open Nick's till four. Nick's Beer Garden was the first memory, I speaking of memories, of of when I found out what mace was like. And hold, hold your horses. <laughs> Wait a I minute. was not maced. I was not maced. But it, it um, somebody sprayed it, uh, like a canister open in the back, and it cleared out the entire bar. And that was the first time I ever was there. And I'm like, oh, I'm not coming back to this place anytime soon. But less than Jake and less mace. Less than Jake, mace. I thought Double Door was like a, it was a good like you could like chill out during a concert if you mm-hmm. got too hot or you you know had a little too much booze in you and you needed to kind of take a break it felt very much like you could sort of do that like some places I feel like you can't do that you're just like metro you're just there there's not you yeah. can't chill out too much there but uh, Double Door kind of could do that well they also created later in the in the in the in the space that they were in they created a second floor downstairs which was like a hippier hipper area where they had like live music mm-hmm. or DJ did you ever music. do comedy down there uh, I did comedy I did comedy once. down there yeah a they times. started doing comedy they did alternative room stuff like they did mm-hmm. like DJs and they had like the salsa dancing stuff going on so it was like a whole nother room but when they had rock upstairs it was like you needed a break you could go down there and just chill out in the lounge and I thought that was super cool and uh, and uh, and of course uh, they did the comedy stuff too. That was mm-hmm. fun. What do you think of the comedy space when they had? I remember when my name was on the marquee for a comedy show there. I was just Whoa. like, oh yeah, this feels good. Oh, I mean, to have it just in front of you and and just blown up. That's like one of the most Chicagoy things you can ever oh, do. Yeah. That because that billboard is actually one of the one things that um, people really wanted to have 
brought to the uptown area because they they took down they demolished our beautiful double double door and they fought for that liquor sign that mm-hmm. they're going to be putting on there now and you got man so to, to have that kind of experience there how good did that feel felt real good yeah <laughs> took pictures with it yeah uh, pointing at it and stuff yeah it's good so i had uh as i told you i had my anniversary party there uh, 15 of the 17 years we had the, the company, uh, and I still have the company, by the way, Shoe Shine Boy Productions. And I, every time it was the anniversary party, they would put Shoe Shine Boy Productions Presents. There and it was, an, it was it was huge, and it was like, I, I still have all the pictures of that. It's such a great time there. And and the thing that's funny about that place, um, or not funny, depends on how you see it, is they gave me a mic, and that's where I used to intro bands when I stopped playing music. I'd be the MC, and uh, they gave me like hope to think I was funny. And that's what for better or for worse. Like that's probably why I'm a comedian now. Sneak in a couple jokes in there. And yeah, be like, hey, I think I can do this. Like, this seems like fun. Like I finally am getting the attention I didn't get from my parents, and it was awesome. I loved it. So that's that's what I'm glad it's back. Yeah, yeah there were casualties. The liquor store, and then the uh, Santulos, the pizza place that got closed too. Oh, that was like part of it. On. Yeah, yeah, it was a bummer. They had pizza happy hour. I used to live in that neighborhood, and I'd go for pizza happy hour. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. Well, we were talking about celebrity encounters, and I heard you had a really good one, and it kind of yeah. ties in with our uh, phone call. Yeah. So I used to work at Costco, and uh, <laughs> I worked at the Costco up in Niles, and one day I'm just sitting there, and I see Jeff Tweedy came in. And I'm a, I'm a big Wilco fan, mm-hmm. and uh, I just went up to him. And I'm like, "You can steal whatever you want in here. It's on the house." <laughs> he like looked at me like, "Oh yeah." He just laughed a little bit, but it was just like, it was just weird to see. It's weird when you see somebody like he's a perfect example of where like we would be freaking out, but the you know some other person might just be like, "No, oh, who's this guy?" Mm-hmm. Like that's my favorite kind of like celebrity encounter where you're just like, <gasps> "Well, he probably appreciated that you didn't make it. the way you approached him I was think like so. a cool way to do yeah. it." Yeah, I met him as well at the Metro at a at a Christmas thing, and I usually don't get starstruck, but for him, I totally like geeked out. I was like, "I can't even talk to you right now." And I've met Sturet, his uh, bassist, multiple times. He used to go to the Pontiac Cafe, super nice guy, and I geeked out with him too. But like. Other celebrities you meet, and, and you know, other comedians you guys meet, we've meet, we meet on the road. It's it's not as big deal. But when you meet Jeff Tweedy, it's like something changes in the room. He's I just watched that documentary. I, I'm uh, trying to break your. I'm heart. trying to break your heart. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. And then as I was watching, I was like, oh, I wonder what all these guys look like. I haven't seen Jeff Tweedy in a while. He's got like long gray hair now, and yeah. he's like, hey, he looks looks cool. I'm reading his memoir right now. I'm I'm in the early parts of it, but it's so far, it's so good. It's such a good book. I highly recommend for any Wilco fan. And Chicago is a cool place because if you're not quite sure, like if you're like in Indiana or yeah, something like yeah. that, you know, like I grew up in like Cherville, Indiana. If you think you're not going to be like, I think that's so and so, but if you're here <laughs> and you're like downtown or something, you're just like. That could be yeah. a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. the, the cool thing about living here in Chicago is that we have Chicago, Chicago-centric celebrities. Like, you could go here in the city and downtown or in Lincoln Park, and you'd be like, all right, Jeff Tweedy, he's, he's going to be the man. Billy Corgan obviously can walk on, on water. But if you go to, you know, Indiana, you go to Philadelphia, maybe they're not going to know who these people are. But like we mentioned before, our WGN uh, guide, Tom, Pat Tomasulo, very, very well-known guy. You see him on the street. You say hi to him. But if he, I don't know, went to uh, yeah, people, people freak out. It's so yeah. funny, too. When, shows, I remember yeah. when I first met Pat, I was like, man, is this wild to give all these people come up to you? And he's like, yeah, mostly they're just like 
girls who are like, my mom loves you or my grandma loves you. It's not like, you know, these like hot babes who are like, oh, hey, how you doing? It's just like, oh, my God, my grandma loves you. She's going to freak out. Can you say hi to Tom Skilling for me, please? Yeah. Pe- people freak out when he's on stage. Even when we you forget, shows. like you're just like, oh, yeah, this guy's like a, a yeah. famous dude. People go fr- crazy because they see him on TV every yeah. day like that. When you're on TV every day, that's just like, you can't you can't top that. It's the ultimate. We're talking about favorite celebrity encounters. Uh, we've got Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Who can top it? That's what I want to know. Call in 312-981-7200. You're going to be able to speak to Paul, me, and Marty. And we're going to be taking calls and texts throughout the night. So call us. Favorite celebrity encounters. But right now, oh, go ahead. No, we'll, we'll tease him. I have, I'm going to top Mar- Marty's just because I got to one-up oh. him. But we'll do it after the break. Are you sure you sure you want to don't do it right now? We oh, should I wait thought for the we break. Had a break. No, we no. do have a break. No. Uh, hold on, we'll be back here on WGN Radio. Welcome back to WGN's Nightside with Michael Heideman and Paul Farvar. We're talking yeah. about favorite celebrity encounters. Yeah. Here, listening to this beautiful voice of this man right here, Billy Corgan, one of Chicago's number one Chicago-centric superstars, was just here in the WGN studio speaking with Elizabeth Alfano. And to be honest, I was kind of kind of nervous that he was just a few feet away from me. And it's just one of those things, you know, when you, you can almost feel their presence when you're in a room with a celebrity. I mean, right now I'm feeling with Marty. I don't know if you can feel this magnetism right here, but... I've overcome it. Get out of here. For years, when I would have shows with Marty, I was so intimidated by him. But now I'm like, you know what? He's actually just a regular guy like all of us. Just like Billy Corgan. <laughs> just, and that's the thing. I, I've met Billy Corgan. I know Tom has met Billy Corgan, right, Tom? Yeah, I was I was here the night that uh, I was running the board for them when they were doing that recording with Billy and his, his partner. And uh, super nice dude. So Very genial. I've met him before also at the Metro, but I have a joke that I used to close on for years, and I, I changed it. The real encounter was with Ryan Dempster, who now I'm friends with. But, Dude, it's comedy now. Yeah, but now I say I say Billy Corgan, and I'm always afraid if I see him, he'll be like, hey, I heard you're... You Thomas. never met me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I did meet him, but in the story, I get his number, mm-hmm. which is, that part's not true, and I didn't send him a, a picture of me and him. But, <laughs> but I say it because I need a bald person for the joke to get the second punch. Right. Boom. <laughs> But Marty, uh, you've met Billy. Corgan I did. Too, right? uh, he's a huge wrestling fan, and uh, he actually bought the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. That's so what he's, I heard. He's in the wrestling business, and I know people who've worked with him and stuff. But uh, he would always go like back in the day, like around uh, like 2000 or so, uh, to Allstate for WWF shows or WWE shows. And um, I had a, I had buddies who would work there, so we would both get like the comp tickets. You sit in the same section. And we were we would see him all the time. We would always be like he would always have front row, and we would either be front row or second to the front. And um, there's this wrestler Kane who would come out, and when he would come out, there would be like huge pyro back in the day, and it would be so loud. And I remember uh, we have a buddy Joe who's a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan, and I go, "Hey Joe, tell Billy Corgan to cover his ears when Kane comes out." And he's like, "Hey Billy, cover your ears." And then boom, and he was like, "Hey, thanks guys." And then we just had some like wrestling trivia that I was like, "Hey, you know who sings that song?" And I like told him, and he laughed. He thought that was funny because there's like you made Billy Corgan. We laugh. made him laugh. Yeah. By the way, if you guys want to hear Marty DeRosa make you laugh, you've got some shows coming up, Marty. You got. Uh... Next week, you got Zanies, right? Yeah, I'm at Zanies in Rosemont, uh, Wednesday the 12th and uh, Thursday the 13th, 8 p.m. And on New Year's Eve, I'll be uh, uh, doing a show with Pat Tomasulo at the Beverly Arts Center, 8 p.m., because Pat likes to go to bed early, Uh, (laughs) beverlyartscenter.org. And then later that night, I'll be at the Laugh Factory to ring in the new year. Oh, yeah, I'll be on that show with you soon, 1030. Uh, I'm there too, guys. I'm opening up for both of you. Billy's coming. It's going to be a real... I feel like Billy... 
Billy Corgan's like I remember back in the day like everybody had like Jerry Springer stories like I think I think Corgan's just like yeah he's he's around. <laughs> Every time I told that joke, people would come up to me afterwards and be like, you know, I met him too, but like, and I was like, you know, the story's not about him. Yeah. And, I, and when I'm on the road too, uh, I'll say it's Charles Barkley. <laughs> so that's you gotta I, get your story straight. But here's the thing: this this truth that the true of the story, like you know, in comedy, truth in comedy works. I did meet Charles Barkley. I did meet Billy Corgan. I just changed the interchange, the story of the interaction with Ryan Dempster. So it's not lying, right, Marty? I mean, you're the you're the comedy. You're police. massaging the truth. Yeah, you're massaging the truth. I remember people used to when I lived in uh, in Northwest Indiana. One of the members of Veruca Salt lived in Whiting, Indiana, mm. and people were like, yeah, I swear I party there, and I'm just like, no way. And I was like, bring me there. And they're like, oh, I can't. Uh, something came up. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> That's the way it always is, right? Yeah. I want to go hang out with Veruca Salt. So oh. if you've got, we've got, we're getting calls and texts for people. We got uh, from the 608, he met Robin Williams, uh, played in Washington, D.C., wonderful man. Yeah, Robin Williams would be a wow. great one. Yeah. Did you meet him when he was here? He, he showed up at uh, uh, Entertaining, Entertaining Julia, Julia uh, show in Boys Town. And uh, might have might have borrowed a joke from uh, Hannibal Burris. Oh no! That he did on on like Letterman, I think, and it was like <sighs> still Ooh. doing it at the end. Oh, that's Jeez. too bad. I've got a great one. If you guys got calls, call us. We'll give you prizes for the best ones. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We've got tickets to give away to uh, Drink Day Laugh at the Laugh Factory. And uh, what else we got? We got a twenty five dollar gift card to Lou Malnati's. Isn't that right? So. Um, I've got my story, but we're going to save that because we got a caller who's got a good celebrity encounter. That's Katie. right. What's going on, Katie? You got a good story for us, huh? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, this was pro- probably back in the nineties. And my girlfriend and I went downtown for uh, actually a day a day out, and she at the Ritz Carlton. So she and I get seated there, and I look up, and there's Joan Rivers sitting with her daughter. Uh and her daughter's boyfriend at the time. And she's completely in my line of sight, so I cannot, you know, like, look up. Because back in the day, I think we all left celebrities alone. Now I think we all get rushed for selfies, yep, right? Yep, The, the, the selfie so, has be, has totally crossed the line of, of celebrity yeah. now because everyone just gets right in your face. I remember there was a time when Ken Jennings, the the Jeopardy guy, oh yeah, he, he was like, all right, everybody, hold off with your selfies, please. All these cameras are making me nervous. He's great on Twitter. He's super funny. <laughs> he's he's amazing. He's amazing. But it, it, you're right, uh, Katie. He is. Did Joan catch you, catch you looking at her? No. So what happened is we ordered our tea. They were ahead, you know ahead of us in, in the service. So the whole time I'm looking down, right? Little do I know, she comes up to me and says to me, "I love your dress." Oh wow! And this is way before her E when she had that you know uh, fashion show on E. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it because I here I am looking down the whole time and I don't really see her walking up to me. And luckily I had seen her. On Johnny Carson, like the night before. Remember when she was the guest host? She yeah, one song. of the first. Fem- yeah, first yeah. females. Yeah, and so she had done some bit with um, the weatherman, whose name I can't remember from NBC uh, Channel Five. And he had she put on a bald cap, and so she was trying to mimic, and she pulled off a wig. That was the bit that they were doing, mm-hmm. and she says, "Oh yeah, I still have like." Adhesive tape on my face from that bald cap I had oh, to put wow. on. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That's that a great story. Me. Yeah. Joan, I mean, I almost called you Joan. Katie, Katie, that is an amazing story. I think that that's the new one to top, in so fact. About, yeah, Katie, stay on the line. Uh, we're going to get your information, give you tickets to the Laugh Factory. But right now, we're going to take a break. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
You are listening to Nightside with Michael Heidemann and Paul Farvar. Uh, we are talking about celebrity encounters. 312-981-7200. Give us a call or a text if you've got some. We've got some texts of people that think they can top Joan Rivers, which I think is the the reigning champion I right, right now. I think that's in the lead so far. Are we at a great caller, Katie, who Joan River loved her dress? And let's see if we can top it with these texts. We got, uh, well, first of all, Marty DeRosa had a good story, which I think was in the top two and a half. Marty, is that, are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. You're okay? Sure. It's hard when you're already a celebrity and you meet another Get celebrity. Get out of here. You're, Marty DeRosa. Come on, man. Come on. In the house. Come on. Yeah, what are the texts, uh, Michael? What do we got? Okay, so from the 847, to top it, back in the mid-80s, I rode an elevator with Prince on Michigan Avenue. Huge. The Prince. He was well, flanked tiny, by... He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was flanked by the two biggest dudes you've ever seen matching suits with sunglasses not a word was spoken but when I gave out when I gave out when I went out Prince gave an inquisitive look and he smiled and he said yep it's me okay. that's awesome okay that's such a Prince thing to say that's how too. you want Prince to be how do you how do you say your name when you're a symbol anyway so I don't know it's kind of it depends on when they saw him okay so, I still think that the Prince uh, Dave Chappelle skit with Charlie Murphy is one of the funniest classic. things on TV um, and we got 815 just said Marilyn Manson <laughs> that's no all they needed. <laughs> no story, just Marilyn Manson. That'd be funny. It's like Marilyn Manson, but he was like real dressed down at like a Starbucks <laughs> with his like hair in a ponytail and just like a hat on, like yeah, a like the- Cubs hat on, and just like, oh yeah, that's just what I do at night. Doing, it's like not what I do. It's not what I'm about. And he had a country accent the whole time. Yeah, like, you him. Yeah, um, <laughs> call me Steve. Well, uh, Prince. The story that gave us Prince is a great story. Eight four seven. If you want to call us, we will give you tickets to the Laugh Factory Drink Day Laugh. Uh, Fridays at eight o'clock. We'll give you two free tickets to that. By the way, talking about conversations about comedy, Marty DeRosa, you've got some shows next week. Is that right? Uh, that's right. I'll be at the Zanies in Rosemont Wednesday, December twelfth, and Thursday, December thirteenth. Both shows at eight p.m. Head to zanies.com for the details. Where can people find out more about you and your celebrityness? I'm at Marty DeRosa on all the social media platforms. I guess you can do that. Okay. Well, we've got our celebrities. In addition to meeting Marty DeRosa tonight, uh, we've got <laughs> my stories that I've got a couple, and uh, Michael Heidemann has some, but we're going to go with the ones that we have on the phone, see if they can beat us. Cause well, I want to hear yours, Paul. I think that the audience has been teased for too long. we got to hear what's going <sighs> yeah, on. I think you've built this up too much. It's, right, it's happening. Right. Well, what is the celebrity story? I don't know if I want to go before or after. Well, now that I see who I think these callers might be, we'll tell them to hold on, and I'll tell them my story. Uh, I met... Ben Folds. No And it's a way. great story. Here's what it is. 1997, Melrose Avenue, Los Angeles, California. I'm wearing a Ben Folds shirt. And we're shopping on the street. <laughs> I like where this is going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Shopping on the street. And, you know, at the time, I was with my girlfriend, and he was with his girlfriend. And, you know, when you're, like, following your girlfriend to the stores, and you're kind of bored, and it's all... Melrose Street at the time was all, you know, uh, women's clothing, and you're just, you know... you're, you're This side. was when Melrose Place was the, uh, the hot TV show. Melrose Avenue. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. You can go with that, Marty. Sure. Um, and then uh, they went to the they went to the the girls were changing to try on clothes and I look over and this this gentleman is staring at me with his glasses on and I have a shirt I go are you and he's like yeah and then him and I ended up hanging out and just I'm like you know I'm a huge fan I'm a band we cover your song brick 
And when the girls come out, the girlfriends come out, they ended up being like best friends in there before that. And then so we ended up shopping for the next half hour, hour with Ben Folds. And he, I'm talking about music. At the time I was a musician, I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And he signed my shirt, happy shop, shopping, nice shoes. Because I just bought these bright white Stan Smith Adidas shirts. And he's like, those are too bright. You can't wear those. He made fun of my shoes all the time. Wow. <laughs> then uh, 10 years later, we're doing uh, World's uh, largest block party in Chicago. Uh, the band I was managing at the time, Dan Dare, was opening for him. I'm like, hey, Ben, do you remember me? He's like, nope. No. Oh, why would I? That'd be great. <laughs> That's what I want my celebrities to be like. No, I don't remember you. Yeah. Well, that was my biggest one, but he signed my shirt. I still have the shirt. Uh, it was a Ben Folds 5 shirt, and I got to hang out with him and shoppy with him. And I have proof because he said, happy shopping, Paul. So it's proof. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's awesome. Marty doesn't seem impressed. I think I, mean, I, sh I should have said Robin Thicke. I'm not a huge... I mean, Ben... It's, yeah, okay. It's good. It's good. I did meet Robin Thicke, too, but I didn't really have a good... Yeah, Ellie's weird, because it doesn't count, because you just see people... Like, I yeah. was just telling you guys off the air, like, I saw David Arquette at the grocery store, and I was like, oh, cool. But I didn't say... You know, I was just like, ah, what are you going to do? Yeah, if you don't encounter... Yeah. If you don't have an interaction with them. Yeah. We, had a lot, we have a lot of good texts coming through from the... Here on our text line, 312-981-7200 for WGN. Speaking of shoes, Richard Simmons signed my gym shoe in 1986. Now, what would you rather have? A Ben Folds signed shoe or a Richard Simmons? I gotta go Richard Simmons, I think. <laughs> well, he's missing. He's been missing for years, He's not missing. They found him, right? <laughs> I That's just so. weird, though. Like, I think, you know, as a, as a conversation starter, yeah. especially back then, mm -hmm. you'd be like, yeah, if Richard Simmons autograph on a shoe, people would be like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. You know, it's, it's almost like when I went to go and see uh, Garrison Keillor, who is a famous mm -hmm. uh, broadcaster from uh, Minnesota Public Radio, somebody brought a samurai sword for him to, to sign at his, at his show. So that's up right out of Step Brothers. That's a Step Brothers thing. It yeah. was. But the thing is, I was looking at him because he was in front of me walking in the line to the bathroom and he had a giant sword on, on his back. And I'm like, that's the only thing that you could be doing with a giant sword like that. You think Prince's bodyguards would have let that fly? They no never, way. Never. They would have no, thrown that guy on the floor in two seconds. No way. From the 815, I met Jeremy, Jeremy Piven at the Soho house. And that oh, must yeah. have been a crazy story. We, the were you on the guy. shows with Jeremy? We did uh, I think I did the one afterwards. So I saw everybody I've, freaking I, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I did shows with him here in Chicago and in LA. He's a uh, he's hilarious. He's a fun guy, nice guy. He's super cool. As a guy who's l losing his hair a little bit, I was just like <laughs> trying to see what was going on there. I was like studying his hair. I'm like, what do we got going on here? We did a promo shoot because the shows were called at the Laugh Factory. We were called Jeremy Piven and Friends, and so I was like, why don't we do a promo for it? And then because it's friends, and and I just go, hey, you know, Jeremy. And I like brag that I'm his friend, and then he comes in, he's like, yeah, I don't know who you are, and he, that's, that's I got to sad, act but... with him, and that's how I got my sad card. So it's all good. Um, Let's see here. What else we got here? From the 870, we got some more texts rolling through and calls that we're going to be taking. Yeah, we, we, got, a, we got some calls. Go ahead. We see you, Joe and Jeff. Um, from the 870, I'm at Stormin' Norman Schwarzkopf right after <laughs> Desert Storm. He is a big dude. That was like the top of his popularity right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think, you Where know what, I'm going to... Is not, he still alive? Norman he might be. I think he is. I just be. all I remember is Chris Farley playing him on SNL, and that's the only thing. Yeah, like uh, that's the only connection I have to Storm and Norman. But I, I felt think, like at that time everyone had cool names, like Wolf Blitzer and Storm yeah. and Norman Schwarzkopf. I was like, what? wow, everyone's got cool names. What happened to that? Like Charlie Rose, I remember. Well, he had to go away for a little yeah, while. Yeah, he, he's gone now. He's gone, but but still, nice name. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. If you've got celebrity callers, you think. All right, you got celebrity encounters you think beat ours. Give us a call. We've got a lot of people are calling. we got to take these calls. What do we got? Uh, Joe from the 847. 
you got a celebrity crush that are not a crush. celebrity crush. <laughs> Joe, who's, who's, your celebrity who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity encounter that beats ours? Yeah, well, I, I'm a private detective, and over the years, many celebrities, but the one that stands out in my mind, I was at the Hyatt House in Chicago. Okay. Every, I had a big drink, and I got up to walk out, and Frank Sinatra Jr. stands up and looks you right in the eye and says, Aren't you Tina's brother? Nah. That's the, see, that's the move. That's the that's move. The move. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You Good throw them off a little bit, and they're like, whoa, what the heck? That's a great Are, one. Am I Tina's brother? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, nice Joe. one, Joe. That's a good one, Joe. Thanks for calling, uh, and uh, we're not going to award you the, the gift card. Yeah, that junior cost you the gift card. <laughs> oh, Thanks for calling, Jesus. though. No, we do appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, Joe. We got uh, Jeff. Jeff uh, from the 312. You've got one, no, two people that you think can beat uh, our celebrity encounters. Hello. Jeff, you there? What's shaking, Jeff? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can beat that easily. Robert Plant and Jimmy Page at the Checkerboard Lounge on East 43rd Street. Back in the early '80s. Who are those people? Wow, come on! You know, you know, if it gives us, if it gives us directions, that that definitely happens. That's do you huge. have proof? Do you have proof that you met him, Jeff? Yeah, actually, I do. Plan only signed one autograph that night. Mine. <laughs> so I think <laughs> Jeff Jeff is using the same phone he had in the '80s. Right now, he's <laughs> he hasn't wait, upgraded. Wait, what did he? He was using the same what, Jeff? Yeah, I'll take you off speaker. I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. You yeah. Go. So what? What did you say? What was your uh, proof? Yeah, Robert Plant only signed one autograph, and that was mine. I I went to the show the well, I went to Robert Jimmy Page's show with the firm with Paul Rogers. Yeah, and I gave him the wrong ticket stub, and Plant caught it. He goes, "This is it, my ticket." And oh, I that's hilarious! With the uh, Honey Drippers, and I, he signed that ticket stub for the Honey Drippers. Right, this is after Rob, uh, John Bonham died. So it must have been eighty-one, eighty-two, maybe. Right, right, right. Honey Drippers then, um, was uh, with Paul Schaefer was in that band too. No, Paul Rogers. Paul Schaefer was also in the Honey Trip. Oh, was he really? I that's didn't know right, that. Yeah. Oh, learn something new every day, Jeff. That's actually a good. Uh, that's a good celebrity. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, those. That's that's the lead, right? Jeff, yeah, you're in the lead right now. Me. You're in the lead. Uh, hang on, we're gonna get your information. We'll give you tickets okay. to the Laugh Factory uh, Fridays for Drink Day Laugh. Uh, hold on the phone, Jeff, and Tom will we'll take do. your number. Randy, I'm loving this because the calls are really rolling in People right now. People want to win. People want to win. Who has the best celebrity encounter story? Let's go to Randy real quick. Randy, you there? Hey guys, how are you? What's shaking, Randy? What's your celebrity story? Well, I used to work at a resort in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, the dead came oh. and stayed with us for a couple days, and I was in room service. I got a call and uh, order for the the dead. I said, I'm taking that order. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. Why would they be I hungry? Run, I don't yeah, understand. What's, what's Why would they have the munchies? Exactly. I don't understand. Yeah. What else did you so do I when you out, went in the room? I get out I get out to their room and I knock on the door and I say room service and I hear like a bunch of Indians, crazy kids jumping and yelling around and the door opens and it's Jerry Garcia standing there. He says, Come in, uh, bring in the order and I said, Jerry, what's going on? You got all these little kids jumping around. He goes, oh, everybody left me and dropped the kids off with me. <laughs> Uncle so, Jerry will watch the kids. Oh, old Jerry, always yep. trustworthy. Did, uh, I, did yeah, you... he, he literally had on a, a button-down sweater, and he was so nice. It was like two years before he died, but it was oh, really incredible. 93. That's awesome. Did you get to uh, smoke anything with him? 
Uh, no, but you know what? When uh, when they bag? left the hotel and uh, room service went to clean out the room and everything like that, I got a few out of the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, you're uh, you got a great story here. Stay on the phone. We will give you tickets to the Laugh Factory Drink Day Laugh at eight o'clock, or Everyone's a Lawyer, uh, the last Sunday of every month. So stay on the phone. We'll get your information. But uh, we've got to take a break. We uh, do get to take. I think Randy kind of climbed his way to the top with the last is. little bit of the story. Stay I mean, on the it's phone. hard. Yeah. We got a lot of calls coming through. The phone lines are jam packed. So if you're not getting through, text us, and we're going to be reading text. But keep calling because the phone lines are jammed at the moment let's take that quick break and we will be back to you in just a minute here on wgn radio Mm, those phone lines are jam-packed we're talking favorite celebrity encounters we still got to get to a bunch of people here got a lot of texts coming through paul do you want to hit up some of those texts real quick and see who can beat storm and norman schwarzkopf i think (laughs) i think on the text okay now we're getting like some serious texts people get competitive when there's free tickets on the line uh and we and by the way we still have a 25 dollar gift card to lumal if you have a better story for your celebrity encounter We do have, let's see here, from the 217-1982 Chicago Air and Water Show, on the verge of stardom, Mr. T squeezed his way past me and my friend leaning against the Lakeshore Drive concrete. Man, that's pretty pretty good. good. If you squeeze next to Mr. T... I pity the do you, fool do you who turn does into that. I remember when we were in uh, high school, our football team was going, like, near the state finals or whatever, so... We had to go to like Indianapolis for a game or something, or the the school that we just went as fans to watch. And the halftime show was the Backstreet Boys, and they were like, this was when they were just what? like got together, and like that guy was probably like taking them on a little tour, like getting them polished up and stuff. And I remember we were all like, ugh. Who are these idiots? And like every girl in our school was like, I'm in love with all of them. And I'm like, nothing will ever happen with them. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, those are those guys from the halftime show that they're like the biggest stars in the world at that time. That that's is- that's insane. What, okay, so I have, a, I have a similar story, and, and we'll get to these calls in a second. When I was going to school out in Utah, a very small school in southern Utah, I mean, the city was about 10,000 people. Um, this little band came came by for our howl, which was our our Halloween show at night, and they're like, "Mike, can you can you show this band around?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, gosh, I guess so." And they're like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, we're we're Imagine Dragons. Um, we just came to play play the show." So they played the show uh, for our in our gymnasium, literally. 15 people showed up to the show. Two two weeks later, Time came out, their big hit, and blew them off the map, and they've never seen Cedar City ever again. So mm-hmm. so it just shows you you got to keep your eyes and ears open during these times. We have a lot of calls we have to get to. Uh, we'll talk about more of these texts uh, a little bit, but I know that John has been waiting a long time, and he's got a celebrity crush. So far, it looks like we're celebrity keep saying celebrity he, crush, I Paul. Think, I think, Paul, something, something's going Paul, on Paul, who's here? your celebrity yeah, crush? Yeah. Get out of the way, and let's move Heather on. Graham. All right, there okay. you go. All right, but by the way, people are texting that Jerry Garcia is in the lead. Uh, from the 768, or 786, they're saying he totally wins. Over Led Zeppelin? Uh, That's so far, I don't know, All but right. let's see what we got. John? Over Storm and Norman? Okay. John, John, you on the phone yeah, with us? Yeah, how are you? Okay, uh, I was in Iowa City, and I was walking down a pet mall, and I ran into Haley Mills and her father. Who? And I said, I, I kind of walked up to her, and I said, are you Haley Mills? And she said, yeah. And I said, what are you doing here in Iowa City? And she said, I'm just passing through. Uh, I don't know, she she likes Iowa for some reason. Huh. All right, we don't know who that is. And Let's guess. Let's she, guess who okay. Haley. I'm gonna say like actress. Okay, actresses. Uh, I'm gonna say 
Um, Foot Locker Model. I, I'm going to go with a musician from the 30s. All right, John. So which one is it? Who is Heather Mill? Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Oh, she was a she was an English actress. She was in a bunch of Disney. Yeah. Okay, good job, uh, Marty. Like the Moonspinners, and then then uh, her contract ran out with Disney, and she uh, she was in a movie called The Trouble with Angels. You know, All right, <laughs> we're not going to get you. Uh, you don't beat uh, Jerry Garcia. John. I think that's Haley Mills' publicist who just called up right there. That was he doing an awful lot. John, John, thank you thank so much you for, for the call. Thanks for listening to WGN. Uh, just hang on real tight. Well, you can talk to our buddy Tom, who's going to take your call in a second. Let's go to our next call real quick. Who should we take, Paul? Uh, I think. Uh, let's see. Levon has been waiting. I think Levon. Uh, are you there? Yes. Levon, who Hi, is? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good, how about yourself? We're swell. So who's your celebrity encounter? Um, well, my name's Lavon. Lavon. Way to go, Paul. Come on, Paul. <laughs> my bad. It's spelled and, like um, Levon, just for the record, which is an Elton John Yeah, just song. like Elton John, So right? I'm not the first person who's done this, right, Lavon? Correct. All right. I accept your <laughs> well, apology. I met Michael Jordan and Dickie V. Whoa. Which one do you want to hear? Who is Jordan. Go good. Jordan. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, uh, let's put it on hold real You said Nicky V? Dickie V. Dickie Valvano. Oh, yes. that's oh. right. ESPN, that's right. baby. He's, he's in the condo. We were in Florida in Siesta Key, and he was in the condo below yeah. us. And, we're, and I mean, I kept on hearing people going, Dickie V, but it was really cool. He was there for the whole week. But my Michael Jordan starter. Where we, where, that's, uh, my family lives in Siesta Key. That's funny because I remember when he used to be there. He used to go oh, there all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were by um, Jamaica Royale, was the name of the condos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paul stayed there one day. Yeah, yeah, Paul's band played there. <laughs> we played there. No, 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 no. All right, let's well, hear that Michael Jordan story. Yeah. Because they don't have a place to play. But it was like walking distance to downtown. You know how small the town is there in Siesta Key? Yeah, the village it's called. All right, this yeah, isn't a commercial for Siesta Key. Unless they're paying for our for our thing here. She's going to start singing. At the Siesta Keys. <laughs> All right, tell us the Michael Give us the Jordan, Jordan story. story. Okay. Jordan story. Um, have playoff tickets. Uh, with, I think it was 89 or 90 when they were playing, and they were in Detroit playing against the Pistons at the Palace, but now the Palace is no longer there. And this was before they were taking private planes and before cell, well, cell phones were just coming out, but we watched the game at the Palace, and then Michael Jordan, as we were boarding our plane, was on a payphone talking to somebody. And Juanita. I, one year, yeah. That's his wife at the time. Hopefully, hopefully, right? And anyways, um, when he got off the phone, I had him sign my two palace tickets because we had stayed in box, nice. you know, sweet tickets. And he signed them, and he was pretty cordial and went on the plane. So it was an opportunity because usually they take their own planes or something now, but it was pretty cool. All right. Man. We'll give you credit because it's the biggest star that, that we've had so far. I, it would have been better if he put his phone number or his hotel number on that on that when he gave you mm-hmm. uh, the thing, but we'll still give you uh, <laughs> his phone number. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. If call, he, come up later, or, I'm hanging out with Jerry Garcia later and Haley Mill, and maybe they're all hanging out. But uh, stay on the phone, uh, Levon. We're going to give you tickets to the Laugh Factory Drink Day Laugh, uh, eight o'clock on Fridays at the Laugh Factory. Um, we still got—I don't know which one we go with. We've next got here. so many calls, but we need to run to the news, which I'm so bummed about. But keep those calls coming. Again, if you can't get through, just keep dialing. They're jam-packed. We can't even see it. It's all—it's just a sea of blue right now. And, and our text message as well: three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Guys, I gotta tell you real quick. People are sending pictures to prove that they've met these people. Yeah, and everybody agrees Haley Mills is in the 
the lead. <laughs> she, she's my got first a stern crush. lead. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Growing up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Parent Trap. I'm Googling oh, her. Okay, I'm Googling yeah, yeah. her. We, got, we, we need to take some time to Google at the moment. But, guys, I'm going to tease this out real quick. I haven't told you my story yet. Yeah, And it might true. blow your mind. You might win the whole thing. <laughs> you might win tickets to the Laugh Factor. I want, all I want to see is Marty at the Laugh Factor. That's it. And I want to see you, too, Paul, for everyone's a lawyer and drink, drink day, day laugh. laugh and everything. Else. Haley Mills Gosh. was the original teacher on the Say by the Bell, Miss Bliss. Get, oh, get out of town. Okay. That might be okay. Maybe he's back in the running. I'm changing. <laughs> she's back <laughs> she's in the running. She's winning. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here on WGN Radio's Nightside. Welcome back to WGN Radio's Nightside with hosts Michael Heideman and Paul Farvar. We've been talking about favorite celebrity encounters, and I think that we might have broken the text and phone lines because we had so many calls and so many great stories too, right, Paul? Yeah, there's a lot that we didn't get to. We'll try to we'll try to mention a few of them, um, but we got to go to the news, don't we? We do. We do. We can we can run through some of these texts before we. Uh, before we close out this segment, though, I think that they deserve it. Who can beat Stormin' Norman Schwarzkopf and Heather Mills? Haley Mills. Haley a Mills. lot of people are putting Haley Mills, uh, they're saying Haley Mills was hot, Google her, and we did, and we agree. We found out she's Miss Bliss from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> people, uh, 224 met Johnny Cash in nice. June. That's a pretty good one. Uh, the person who met Stormin' Norman said he also met the crew from Enola Gay. Okay. The the plane that dropped the first atomic bomb. A lot of a big fan of the military. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Manson follow up. He's got some other people he met. We're not going to get that's too long of a text. Um, and we got Bono kissed the eight one five at the Chicago House of Rock. That's pretty good. Wow. All right. From the call line, we got Peg, who met Larry Bird. We we see you, Peg. Congratulations on that. I love Larry Bird. Yeah, if you want to stick on, we'll give you tickets to, to the uh, Laugh Factory as well. That's but, a good one, because he was uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But Yeah, but you know what? We're going to take this one last call. Cheryl, you got a minute here, so give us Princess Diana. What's shaking yeah. with her? Uh, I was in London with some friends in 1990, 1991. We were, we were all teaching in Germany, so we went to London for Thanksgiving break. And we happened to see her motorcade go by. And later on, we saw that same car in another part of town, and police were putting up barricades. So we asked what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, well, you know, Lady Diana is going to be exiting the building soon. Mm-hmm. So we asked if we could hang around. They said, sure. And she came out, and one of my friends called to her and said, you know, Lady Di, you know, please come shake our hands. We're Americans. But it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Only because you're Americans. Me, pardon me? Because you guys are Americans? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we're so entitled, us Americans. Well, come we're, shake we're, my we're, hand. I'm an American. <laughs> no, no. I, Cheryl, I that's great. We're, we're teachers from America. Oh, so, okay. Uh, there was a friend entitled standing teachers. behind Got us. It. Yeah. And as she walked over, she extended her hand me and i've got a picture of it Ooh. and i said something really profound like you're a real princess oh. she was beautiful she had a, a you know a wonderful handshake it wasn't you know some little frail little thing yes and, good handshake. and she had said uh well you must be tired if you're from america that's when we explained to her oh no no we live in germany but she <laughs> was lovely well, that well i think guys, Cheryl, you won can can't top agree? it you can't, can't top be, it she's yeah. the highest Probably beats Jerry Garcia. We're gonna, we, uh, Cheryl. We have a twenty-five dollar gift card for you from Lou Malnati. If you stay on the line, uh, Tom will get your information. So please don't hang up. Hold on. You have won 
celebrity encounters. Congratulations, but- Cheryl. All right, we got to kick it to the news. We were a little bit late. Hey, welcome back to WGN's Nightside with hosts Michael Heideman and Paul Farvar. I think we, uh, I think we uh, got a winner. Yeah, with Princess Diane. All these stories were really great, and we got a lot of great texts. Mm-hmm. Someone met Huey Lewis. Uh, another Jerry Garcia sighting. But I think uh, Princess Diana wins. I think that's yeah, the big winner. I think so, too. And, and to all of our listeners who did text and call in, we saw all of your texts. We saw all of your calls. We wish we could get to all of them because we read every single one of your texts, and we laughed at 90% of them because <laughs> there were them such great horrible. stories. Haley Mills, we, we apologize for not knowing We had her. no idea. We've learned something. To, if we walk away with anything tonight, now we know who Haley, Haley Mills is. But Princess Diana. <laughs> can't I mean, beat it. Can't beat it. Did you, ever, did you ever meet her? I, okay. I didn't meet. I said I had a little Princess Diana story i, I didn't meet her you, you but the story uh well maybe the night uh or when she passed away uh, i was in college and i might have had a couple uh magic mushrooms in my tum tum oh. and uh, when i heard the news it was uh oh man it was it was <laughs> not what you want to hear uh and I, I have the worst luck because also when Aaliyah died again might have been on um, you know something, and it, <laughs> it like, makes for yeah, a real weird. You know, maybe you shouldn't take those because I feel like it has some kind of a connection to the universe. Yeah, well, I, yeah, you're like plugged into the universe, and then mm-hmm. Kurt Loder comes on the TV, and you know, <laughs> that was Loder. my newsman growing up, <laughs> Kurt Loder, and uh, you know, he's just like terrible news. Leo's passed away, and I was just like, oh no, oh man, from the seven eight six, I met Gregory Smith from Everword. Also on Trooms. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> who is, uh, who's Do you think Gregory I'm the only Smith? person on WGN who's told a mushroom story today? Uh, well, definitely today. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. I was listening great. earlier. Okay. It's only 1241. Yeah, so that's true. That's day. true. You, you know, might I just add, great job with Nick DiGilio the other day. Oh, night. thanks. Thank yeah. you very much. Another great uh, another great host here on WGN. Who's Gregory Smith from Everward? Everwood. He hmm. got me. Okay, guys, let's take a guess real quick. Who do we think Gregory Smith from Everwood is? Uh, tap dancer. Actor? Actor? What tap dancer. Mm, okay, I'm going to say Costco employee. What is Everwood? <laughs> I don't know. Everwood. Uh, on, and then his new series, Rookie Blue in Toronto. Oh, oh yes. That's Okay, so he's an actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. See, everyone has a great connection to these stories, and this is what I love so much. What was uh, yours, Michael? You said you got one that's going to beat... Uh, oh, Princess geez. Diane or Jerry Garcia? Who's your celebrity? This one was encounter? kind of, kind of, uh, kind of different. Uh, so I w- it was my 27th birthday, and I was in Las Vegas, and I was thinking, oh, this is a great time. We were, I was with my brother. We were drinking. Um, and it was like three in the morning, and we were seeing this great band, this 80s cover band, in like the hotel of some dingy hotel, like the Harris or something like that, and I'm seeing. This band play, and then all of a sudden, I see this guy, and I'm like, he looks so familiar. Why can't I put my finger on it? And then he turned around, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he has a really, really big clock on his neck. Who, who, uh, who wears a clock on their neck? Prince. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's probably like a, it's probably like a, um, uh, an actor or something like that. Uh, then I walked up to him, and I'm like, holy smokes, that's Flavor Flav. And I went up to him, and I go, hey, are you? Are you fl- flavor flavor? And he goes, Did you say flavor with the R? Isn't it flavor? Flavor. Oh, sorry, sorry. Flavor flavor. Silent bad. R. <laughs> 
Flavor Flav. I go, what's up, Flavor Flav? And he goes, hey, man, not too much. Just watching, listening to some music. And I go, hey, would you like to, I could buy you a drink or something. We could like hang out. And he's like, he's like, no, no, it's all, it's all good. And then um, I go up to him. I'm like, hey, can we take a photo together? He's like, yeah, 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 just one though, just one. And then I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then uh, we take the photo. And then I go back a little bit later. And he goes, hi, man, what's up? Uh, good to see you again. And I go, yeah, uh, you know, that photo didn't really turn out. Can we just uh, take another photo? So then I get up next to him. And he's <laughs> his hands is just saying, he, of him saying, just one. So he just like goes, goo, <laughs> like that pie face when you take a photo of just one. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool to meet Flavor Flav in the middle of the night at an 80s cover band. Mm, I think uh, I think Jerry Garcia beats your story there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you ever see those like where people get married and then like a celebrity just happens to be there and then they come mm-hmm. and take photos? Could you imagine if you were like getting married and then some celebrity showed up and you like didn't like if John Mayer showed up and you're like, I don't like you, dude. Get away from my wedding. I don't need you in my pictures. What? Are, yeah. Uh, how do they? How does that work? I, well, usually everyone's like, Oh my god, it's Tom Hanks. But then if like you're not a fan or something, yeah. If you didn't know who Haley Mills yeah. was or you weren't watching, yeah, you're like, Get out of here, Haley Mills. <laughs> Or or uh, what's the, what's the guy's name that was on head of the class in uh, Johnny Fever and WKRP? oh yeah WKRP in Cincinnati Hugh Hugh what's that guy's name I want him at my wedding that guy was awesome Howard Hessman Howard, Howard Hessman there oh, you he go was an H. Hey, yeah Raj do you got any celebrity encounters because you've met everybody he's got some this good is ones your, this is your uh, life. no 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 he can't okay, win Jerry the Lewis I uh, bumped into ZZ Top in Italy at the Coliseum they were wow. going down the stairs they were in town to play a concert they were going down the stairs while we were starting to go up the stairs uh, and no one still believes me um, uh, Mama Cass Elliot uh, Gabe Kaplan um, oh gosh oh Cary Grant uh, we bumped into each other in a doorway at a casino in uh, Vegas uh, he was there for a celebrity groundbreaking at I believe the Dunes Hotel and I says, oh, because I, I was a reporter then, and I had my microphone and my tape recorder. And I said, can I have an interview? Would you answer some questions? He says, I don't do interviews. Yeah, classic. Oh, Come yeah, on. You know, or, or more like, I don't do interviews. That's my cheap Cary Grant. <laughs> uh, and just a whole bunch. But, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but, um, uh, but it was my job. So it's not like I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. You know, Elton John also, uh, when I worked at the Playboy Hotel in Chicago, mm-hmm. I think it was his first appearance in town. This would have been maybe 71, 72, and it was his first appearance in town. And I think he did, like, a show in Milwaukee, but he used the Playboy Hotel in town as, as his base. And I had fifth row center seats Jeez. for the concert. It, from what I can remember. Mm. Well, Roger, we can't, nice. because you work here, we can't give you yeah, the I tickets know. to uh, Laugh Factory and uh, the Luminati's Pizza Princess Diana story. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, that is, that is good. One. Pretty good. good. But Marty gets $5 of the $25 hey. for yeah. being on Feels good. at the time. But uh, I think we're, I think we've done that celebrity encounter justice yes i think that we sh- it's good time to close out this segment now we, coming up on this show we, we can change corners a little bit do yeah. we do we want to dive into point counterpoint i don't know marty and Let's i have you guys argued ready? we argue years. a lot you guys argue a lot and frequently we can, we can do a, a, a shortened version of it perhaps okay. How about we do a shortened version of Point Counterpoint? We dive into the Wheeler Walker Jr. interview for just a second, and then we'll close out the show in about 15 minutes. We're coming down to the end of it, so get your calls in now, 312-981-7200. We'll be right back here on WGN Radio's Nightside. 
Welcome back to WGN Radio's Nightside with hosts Michael Heidemann and Paul Farvar. Now, we had a great time. We've had a lot of fun talking about double door memories, celebrity encounters, so much more. But, guys, I think it's time to get serious. It's time to get down to the nitty-gritty. And what Marty DeRosa is known for is his opinions. And that's who we. That's why we have he you here. That's why you're here, Marty. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you locked in? I'm locked in. What are we going to do here? We're going to do the new game? Yes. Let's dive into Point Counterpoint. <laughs> Welcome in to Point Counterpoint. It sounds like a robot's dying in there. What's going on? <laughs> this is Point Counterpoint, Paul. This is the time when you and Marty DeRosa go on against each other in a variety of topics. Are you ready? Yes. Are you locked in? I am locked in. Let's go to our first topic. I'm grabbing them from our fishbowl. First topic, blue cheese for Marty, ranch for Paul. Oh, man. I'm not a blue cheese guy. <laughs> I'm already losing. Um, I mean, blue. Okay, here's the deal with blue cheese, mm-hmm. and here's why I like it. It's got like a a, a little texture in there, you know. Ranch sometimes, because uh, now we're we're in the age of ranch. You know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. wants a side of ranch, and ranch can be real hit or miss. Um, but blue cheese is pretty consistent. No matter where you go, you know what you're getting with blue cheese. I like that. I could not disagree with you more. The last thing you want in a sauce is texture. You already have texture in the product that you're dipping it in. You couldn't be wronger. Ranch is for kings. You go, you're, it's like a royalty thing. You have to pay extra for it because it's so, so good. Hey, blue cheese is free? What are you yeah, talking about? Blue cheese, you can get find, out of here. You can find packets of blue cheese on the street, on the floor. You can't get blue cheese at McDonald's, but you can get ranch at McDonald's. Yeah, for extra yeah. 25 cents. Get out of here. You go uh, to the suburbs, ranch flows like water. But blue cheese. Sorry, you guys. You can't was... just repeat blue cheese to win, Marty. You lost. There was it was a lot of great points that were brought up by both of you. I'm going to go to our judge in the box, Tom. Who won that debate? You know what? I'm a blue cheese guy, but I got to give it to Paul. Yes. Unbelievable home field Thanks, advantage. So. <laughs> that is one point for Paul. Hey, do you have that bump one more time? Hit it. Question number two: Paul versus Marty. We've got staying in or going out. Marty, what side do you want to take? Uh, I'll take uh, staying in. Okay. Hit it. Uh, staying in's the best. Uh, first of all, it's cold out right now. Who wants to be outside? You have the <laughs> internet at home. You have your couch at home. You know, you don't have to pay for alcohol at home. It's just in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It's so good. You can just do all the fun things and not have to deal with people who can be the absolute worst. You don't have to get in some Uber with a weird driver who, you know, is riding the brake and you're about to throw up in the back seat. You know, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uber Eats, they'll come bring you the food. Staying in's the best. Again, I could not disagree with you more, Marty. You are so wrong. We just, you just said you don't want to meet people. We just talked about how great it is to meet celebrities when you go out. Where are you going to meet people like? Princess Diane, Jerry Garcia, or Haley Mill. Maybe only, they're doing Uber Eats, and only, they'll bring it to you. Only if you're outside your house. Princess Diane will never come to your house. Jerry Garcia won't. Haley Mill will not. Prince will not with his body. You have to be out and enjoying life. And you go to see live music. You get to go to places like the Double Door. Those are all outside of your own house. And you, and, and you get to go get food and maybe get food with the ranch dressing on the side. Wow. 
That's guys. an extra point for a callback. Guys, 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 that was that was intense. I'm gonna go to our judge here to see who won that debate. Tom, who won that debate? All right, so uh, Paulie made some good points, but also two of the people you said that Jerry Garcia and Di Princess Diana will never come yeah. to your house. Of course not. They're dead. <laughs> Unless they come to haunt you. Yeah, you know. Uh, so and also, you know, they're not. You can get a Big hey, Mac no. delivered to your house. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it over here. I'm gonna give it. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. He wins it. You guys ready for the final topic? Tiebreaker. Here we go. Point. Hit it, Tom. The briefing the just throws me off. I feel I like love it. it's it a robot important. that's on like life support. <laughs> for the last topic of conversation, this is going to get pretty deep. Because, Paul, I know you have a very strong connection to being your podcast, Singles Only. That's right. The final topic is single or relationship. Paul, I'm going to let you choose which one you want to take. I will take single. You can go first, Paul. Big shack, Paul. <laughs> Well, it's uh, you get to grow as a person. You get to be and do what you want. You could stay in or you can go out. You don't have to wait for other people to make that decision. And uh, hey, you get to go and get ranch dressing with your foods. You get to meet celebrities. You might make uh, you might meet your celebrity crush, Haley Mill, and then it can turn into a, a great night. Okay, Marty, take okay. it away. First of all, Paul. None of those are good. Uh, <laughs> being in a relationship, and when I say in a relationship, I mean with the right person, it's the best. They'll make you a better person. They're going to open you up to a whole new world. Like, you're clearly just a ranch guy. My girl's got me on honey mustard. <laughs> She's got me on, like, a spicy chipotle. I mean, I'm trying sauces I never thought. Every once in a while, we'll go crazy and get, like, tartar sauce just for fries. I mean, Ew. yeah. It's a real deal. But see, those are decisions you have to make as a group now. You can't decide when you want the honey mustard. I can get all those sauces just calling Grubhub, like you said. No, no, no. In a relationship, Paul. All right. With a with a cool person, right? That you're not like, why am I with this person? With a cool person, uh, it makes the most boring things fun. You know? You can go to uh, shopping, like how you went on your Ben Folds shopping adventure. <laughs> Me and my girl, man, we'd be dunking on Ben Folds and you. We'd be like, look at this guy in his shoes. And he's got a grown man signing his shirt. We'd be having so much fun at your expense. I wasn't a grown man. I was only 20 years old. Man, grown enough. Guys, that was the most intense conversation I like, yet. I feel like this is Tom can't decide on this because he's extremely biased on this front. Well, mm. let's go to the judge. Tom, what do you think? Well, I did like your points about growing as a person and getting to decide what you want to do. But uh, you know what? It's fun being with someone that cares about you. And also gaining relationship weight is the best. So I'm going to give it over to... Hold on a second. Like, Here's a problem. You're con this is a conflict of interest. You are in a relationship, so you can't judge on this one. He's I also eat ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah there you go, Paul. <laughs> He's our unbiased judge. So who do you give it to, Tom? I'm going to give it to Marty. Thank you very much. That was it, ladies this and feels gentlemen. feels good. Marty, congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll be bringing this trophy to Zanies this week. Wednesday and Thursday, come come take pictures with it like the uh, Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, we we got about three minutes left here before we go to Nick DiGilio. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt Pubala, right? Yeah, Matt Pubala, I, I'm one of my favorite hosts here on WGN. I did an interview with this great country artist named Wheeler Walker Jr. He's he's an amazing person. Was able to put the, his record. WW3 to the number one spot on the charts without a single song on the radio. Um, Tom, do you got those clips ready to go? I'm going to give you uh, the first clip, which is... Oh, I'm sorry about that. Let's talk about the clip number three, where he chooses not to play by the radio streaming's rules. 
Have you ever felt when you're writing your music, you know you're going to put in an album, you know people are going to listen to it. Have you ever felt the need to create a clean song for the radio and just kind of, you know... I'll, no, I, many people, including managers, um, and I'm saying that annoyingly, have asked many times. And my thing is, and I always say, I say, if the radio wants to play it that bad, tell them to, you know, chop it up and play it themselves. They can add it themselves. Because my thing is, I don't know what the hell... Is some stations want one thing, some want the other. I ain't making twenty versions of my song. You want to play it? If you can't, if you can say pie on your station, or if you can't, I don't know. But you figure, edit it how you want. I don't care. I mean, like, there's a station in Kansas City who chops up my songs, and I'm on the drive time radio every day. We go there and we sell three thousand tickets. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're like, you know, we're we're top forty there in in certain markets where people just play it it's like i want them to if you want my music bad enough on the air just chop it up and do what you want with it but i ain't making a clean version i ain't asking for it yeah to be quite honest i don't i don't even really want to be on the i mean i like doing interviews and talking to guys like you but i have friends here who do these radio promotion tours where they meet like station managers and have to tra travel around the country mm -hmm. kissing mm -hmm. like radio guys behind i oh, just yeah. don't it's not it's not something i'm interested in yeah, so it's it's just interesting to see like how much has changed with radio and and where streaming is going. So if you want to listen to more of that interview, you can find it on wgnradio.com. Great interview with Wheeler. I know Marty, you're a fan of Wheeler. Yeah, he's got a great video on Pornhub actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you want to hear more about the context of that interview and who he is as a person, there's so much more. There's many layers to Wheeler Walker Jr. Go yeah. check it out on wgnradio.com. Paul. This was an amazing event. Yeah, we ran out of time. We, I didn't realize how popular uh, the Celebrity Encounter segment would be. Mm -hmm. I wish we had more time to do point-counterpoint because I wanted to crush Marty. Yeah. One thing, I know he's <laughs> always going to be funnier than me. The crown's going home with me. Next time we should do like negative Celebrity Encounters. That would <laughs> yes. be so fun. Just throw some real shade on these celebrities. I met and this then, guy, Paul Farvar. <laughs> yeah, big league me, you know. Big <laughs> That's just not true. I'm not a celebrity. It doesn't qualify. This is this is wonderful. Paul, we should do this again sometime. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Marty, people can see you at Zanies and uh, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, Zanies, uh, uh, Thursday, Friday this week uh, in Rosemont. Also, uh, me and Pat Tomasulo from Man of the People in the WGN Morning News uh, will be uh, doing a show at the Beverly Arts Center on New Year's Eve, 8 p.m. Get you home by 10 and because we all know staying in is better than going out. <laughs> and then you and I will be on New Year's <laughs> Eve uh, at the Laugh Factory at the 10.30 right. show. So that'll be fun, too. Um, and then for me, I've got shows uh, this weekend, too, if you want to check them out. Paul F. Comedy is my website. And then also listen to the Singles Only Podcast if you want to learn why singles, being single is right. And also, Two Guys, One Album. Yes. We got Spin Doctors this week. We talked about Rufus Wainwright weeks ago, and we had Marty on to talk about his favorite band. Some Alkaline. call it, yeah, some call it a classic. Our Alkaline Trio Alkaline episode, Trio episode. the podcast Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think it won it a few awards. Uh, yeah, so Marty, you got to come back again. We we love talking. I would to love to always. be back. Uh, you can find me tomorrow night at Bill's Burger and Bar or Bill's Bar and Burger on 30 East Hubbard Street. I'm hosting an open mic night there. Come say hi, all of our WGN listeners, guys. This was too much fun. How how much fun is it to be uh, behind the seat here at WGN. I'm going right? home and I'm going to watch Haley Mills in The Parent Trap and Saved by the Bell. 